0: hey how you doing i'm doing good i'm warm oh that's good that's it's a good thing to be after (laughs) after this weekend (laughs) welcome to the rural ev diaries i'm ben and i'm brent and it's uh welcome to 2024 uh we're several weeks in at this point and uh if you listen to the show you know we're several weeks (laughs) in this point because it's been a minute yep um a lot of things happened, uh, you know, last couple of months, Christmas being one of them took a, took a lot of time. I ran my marathon. Um, did you? How'd I that go? Uh, went really slowly. <laughs> um, and the, I, I ran with a, a weaker runner. Oh yeah. And he was undertrained. I was undertrained, but he was way, way undertrained. Yeah. So what wound up happening is, um, you know, I, I, I knew that it was going to be a, a slog anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh. But I expected him to um, last a little bit longer than he did. <laughs> yeah. So about mile 16, he started getting tired on me, and then by mile 18, he was slowing down significantly. Uh, last two miles was like pulling teeth. Yeah. And the the problem with all of that is, uh, to hear him tell it, he was great up to the last two miles. Oh yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, but I've ran with him before and um you know, it's I ran his race, I didn't run my right. my race. So I'm contemplating doing another one mm-hmm. in May. Yeah. So um and I'll be running it by myself. So we'll see. We'll see how that yeah. that plays out. I've not signed up for it yet, so I haven't made the full commitment. I'm yeah, not all in yet, but it sounds like you are though. Uh, well, Deep yeah, down, I, I I think <laughs> uh, I think I'm trying to prove something to myself. There you but, go. Uh, the The first marathon I ran was 2010, mm-hmm. and it's also been my fastest because yeah. I've ran with people ever since. Right, because this was number six. So, yeah. Um, thing is, running with people that are slower than you makes you slow. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I
1: love the setups and stuff at those marathons. Like, I've never ran one. I ran a 10Ks as far as I've went. And uh, the the pacers and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's really cool how they do it. You can just get a pacer and be like, okay, that's the time I'm going to finish if you stay with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean, there was uh, one year that me and, me and my buddy, we ran, we got separated. Mm-hmm and uh in the first mile turned around couldn't find him yeah you know and uh he uh, uh we didn't know at the time he had a stress fracture yeah uh and at some point i got done looking looking for him so i ran my race and um you know like i said roman slow people make you slow uh my time was like five something mm-hmm. i mean you know nothing nothing extraordinary um I don't know. I guess running a marathon is extraordinary. Oh, it is. You, you I don't know, care what, yeah, um, for sure. But uh, he fell in with a seven-hour pace group, and his time was like seven and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, and the guy told him, stay with me. You won't get swept because, you know, at Disney, they sweep people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and, and I get that. But that'd have to be heartbreaking to, to go down there and spend all that time, all that money, and then, you know something ha- and i mean you're one twisted ankle away For from sure. from you know not finishing mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it, he uh, he fell in with the 7 hour pace group so he finished about 2 hours you know <laughs> yeah and but like i said a stress fracture you know yeah. who knew yeah. um but uh i can say that that about him he uh there's no quit in him yeah um uh, he'll he'll suffer through it <laughs> And it's just you know I chose to sit there and watch him suffer and bring yeah. him along, but um, no, nah, he uh, we 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 had a good time and well, it, that's it good. was fun and uh, his family had never been to Disney before, so we got to we got to see full grown a full grown woman act like she was you know six <laughs> yeah and um, yeah and. I think she was more impressed than his uh, stepdaughter, who's a teenager. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? Uh, yep. All right. So, this is the EV Diaries. This is not the. Uh, that's just Red the op- That was the opening monologue. Yeah, you know, is that, that, it? Is that's that what, it? That's what it was. Oh, so <laughs> actually, uh, today we're going to talk about the weather. Yep. And the reason we're going to talk about the weather is because it is stupid cold outside Mm -hmm. actually it's supposed to warm up today and thank goodness for it yes um and this dovetails right into uh i'm sure this is this is january 2024 if you've looked at the news at all you know there's a lot of hit pieces on on evs Mm -hmm. Uh, just for the simple fact that people are struggling yeah uh, to get their cars to charge and uh we're we're gonna talk a little bit about that and why that happens, um, based on our understanding which could be completely wrong. Yeah. And anyone could be free to correct us on yes. that. But um but it it sorta has um all the articles I've read have sorta of, um been designed to give EVs a black eye. Yeah. And right now, um, you know, with the current political climate yeah. and everything else. It's like we don't need any help. Uh, Yeah, well, you
1: know, weather-wise, I also read a piece that scientists and political people that are more proactive from a climate standpoint are concerned because (laughs) some scientists are saying it's too late to to hold Earth below like 1.5 Celsius, I think of an increase in temperature. Right, it's done. It does If we stopped today, we're going to be 1.5 degrees hotter, which was the goal. Is was, was to keep it around that. Right. And it's more, uh, there's a chance for us to keep it maybe below two, but there's going to be some significant changes if we hit 1.5. And so then they're worried that's going to cause everybody just to throw their hands up and be like, hey, who cares? Well. Which uh, is a definite possibility, well, you know.
0: Here's here's the thing, the way that uh, EVs have become a political football. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let, let's face it. Um, so many things get weaponized
1: for sure yeah uh,
0: and and that's why they become political is because they get weaponized well uh, you know you, even you even control? our
1: even, even our industry gets done that way sometimes yes, yeah,
0: it's that's very valid yeah, it? and the the thing is is when you try to control people uh by by all of this, at some point it gets so diluted mm hmm to where then nobody takes anything. Nothing seriously.
1: Yes. I never thought that too much information would be more dangerous than not enough. But but mm. it's proven to be it's Yeah. I would say that's probably true now yeah. at this
0: and, point. And then if you throw in some misinformation oh, yes. now yeah. now you have divided Yeah. And maybe that's the goal, is to divide and conquer. Maybe. Um you know, it's Seems to work all the time. Yeah, every time it's been tried. Yeah, so right, you know. Uh, but that that being said, we're we're going to talk about why why EVs are struggling right now, and uh, uh, all all the news is coming out of Chicago now. I don't know how cold it is in Chicago. I know it's flipping cold here. Yes, and uh, you know my BMW before the snow came, mm-hmm. I backed it in, plugged it up, yeah, left it left it plugged in. Because I knew that my car was not going to go anywhere. Right. Uh, it was the first time out of the driveway in a week was today. hmm And it's not because I don't have faith in my car, because guess what? Every time I get in my car, it starts. <laughs> yeah. Now, my daughter's cruise. Yes. We took it to church yesterday morning. Yep. Went out, started it. It's two below zero, and uh, it it hesitated. Yeah. I'm just like, and I just replaced the battery in it yep. not too long ago. so. You know, you you think about that. Um, my UV always starts. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, I knew it wasn't going to get out of the driveway. Yeah, because it's rear wheel drive. That's the biggest reason. Right. If I had if I had dual motors, if it was front wheel drive, mm-hmm. I would have taken it mm-hmm. all over creation. Yeah,
1: and the road the roads where we're from were really bad because we don't have the infrastructure that big cities do to keep them clean. Right. So. You know, the main roads were bad for a while even. That's how cold and how much oh, snow yeah. we got. And and we didn't get, like, feet. But, you know, four inches for us can cause lots of problems.
0: Yeah, and, and it's, it's the truth. And and we actually got more than that. Yep. Um, I know that uh, we were wanting to record uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. And had it scheduled. And uh, I got out that morning and went to the gym, like, at 3.30, and there was snow on the ground. But the car went, and, you know, the roads were... Covered, but they weren't bad. It was a dry snow mm-hmm. because it was cold. Um, on the way back, the roads were actually worse. Yeah, and I actually slid on the way way home. And you
1: didn't drive your EV, did you? No, because it was rear wheel drive. No. Issue. Yeah.
0: So so I I got home in the cruise, and I was just like, I texted Brent. And I said, I think we're going to have to cancel today. Yeah. And you know, I wound up getting getting out later that day. Yeah. after After got daylight, but. The problem here it is for where I live in my subdivision I've got to climb a hill to get out of my subdivision because mm-hmm. I'm at the absolute bottom of the hill, and um I went out four times that was last Monday. I went out four times Monday mm-hmm. uh, to the gym, and then I got up and we had to go take care of my sister in law's dogs, yeah um, made it out then. And then I was going to go um go to the park and walk mm-hmm. out in the cold like a like an idiot, um but I was going to go walk and couldn't get back out of my subdivision, yeah, okay, so I stayed home rest of the day well, up until that evening, uh, we went out um but they'd come through and and highway department came yeah. through and at least scraped the road and which actually after it froze the next morning, it was worse than it was. But you know, mm-hmm. it's amazing how well, little sun, even though it's cold oh, outside, will do to the the snow. Yeah. But um, anyway, so it it you know we we had a couple of days of snow, and um, but I only had trouble getting out with that cruise that one time. Mm-hmm. So there you go, <laughs> there you go, Jason. <laughs> Praise for Chevrolet. Yeah. Um, now it 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 did do it. It went really well. It took me everywhere I wanted to go except yep. for at one time. Yeah. Um, And that's probably an indication I need to stay in anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, all right. So up in Chicago, it's bitterly cold, right? It's always bitterly cold in Chicago. I think it's bitterly cold in Chicago in the summer. Yeah. Um, Of course, people in Chicago would probably disagree with that. (laughs) But um, that being said, um, we've had a a rash of people not being able to um, charge their vehicles. Or if they are charging, it's been taking, you know, five hours on what would normally take 45 minutes. Right. So there's been a lot of articles on that. And basically what is happening is, um, and I've always used the analogy, because uh, we know cold weather zaps the power. And it's because the electrons that, that flow from the uh, anode to the cathode, it's uh, generate the current, uh, going through the, the motors and everything when, when, um, uh, that happens, uh, and it gets cold, the dielectric material between the, the, the two, um, opposite ends of the battery, um, it's like a, uh, Olympic swimmer swimming in Jello. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's thick and it's not as easy. So the colder it gets, the thicker the jello gets, pretty much. Right. And um, and I know this is an analogy. I'm technical, okay? Get over it. <laughs> um, and, but when you charge, you're basically reversing that process. Right. You're pushing electrons back. It's cathode positive or anode? Now I, that I don't know. I think anode's the negative side. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, you're pushing electrons back through that jello. Mm-hmm. Well, as cold as it's been... You know that it, it's like now you're not, not in jello, you're in solid. yep, so nothing moves. And uh, that, that's the good thing is, um, you know Tesla's the, the biggest hit pieces has been on Tesla because Tesla's still the biggest target, right. right. Um, but what happens is uh, you've got to warm that up so that that process can take place. So what has been happening is it's been so cold that this process can't take place. Mm-hmm. So when you roll up and you plug in, the electricity that goes to the car goes to warm up the battery yep. before it can do anything. Right. And depending on how cold it is and and how everything is, is working, that may take a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I watched a, a video, a uh, guy in Colorado... Intentionally left his car sitting for two days in sub-zero weather mm-hmm. and then uh, right next to a supercharger and then went to charge it. And I think it took 45 minutes before the battery warmed up before it even started to take charge. Right. So keep in mind, once the battery warms up to take charge, it's still you've just went from a block of ice to jello. Mm-hmm. So it still takes a long time. It's not like, you know. Um, so that, that being said, that's what's been going on. And I mean, the articles are everywhere yeah. about how bad this is. And, um, I saw one, it was definitely a hit piece. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, and then we will we'll talk about some of the things you can do poll 60% unlikely to buy electric cars as say strand drivers in winter freeze mm-hmm. okay, so how are you gonna get stranded a You're not gonna be aware of your state of charge, so i mean if if you're gonna be parked overnight and it's gonna be cold, you definitely want that battery you know twenty thirty percent because a you know it's gonna get especially if you live somewhere and you don't have your own charger. For you to drive somewhere, you're going to have to have to have some juice there to to get you there, and not only that, you might as well count on it to be cut in half. Mm-hmm. So if you if you park and you got 30 miles left, and then it gets cold, guess what? You have probably got 15. Yeah. If you climatize the car, you've probably got 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you live 15 miles away from the charger, guess what? You're going to be calling mm mm-hmm. A. So, um, well, that was
1: that was the biggest confusion for me is I didn't dig deep into that particular article or one that would tell me, uh, truthfully, why. Uh, okay, so if that had happened to me, I could tell you why. And and it could be that that part of it is um, I had a higher expectation out of the car that that could have right. been some of it but there's a lot of other things that are going to be going on there to get me in that situation you know
0: right right and and uh, you make an interesting point now. well well let's explore it now because i'll forget if i have circled back to it yeah people have an expectation i mean it's it's christmas vacation yeah Clark griswold had this expectation of what christmas was going to be like right and it didn't go that way, and it was hilarious because mm-hmm. we love that movie. It's the best Christmas movie oh, ever. Oh, Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's real life. <laughs> it's, uh, yes, it it, it is. really is. It is. That's um, for sure. I, I feel that way all the time. However, um, he had this idealized version of how it was going to work out, and then a million things go wrong, yeah. which you should always expect a million things to go wrong. I think we've talked about that anyway. Um, so then you get the version you get. And then you're disappointed. Yep. And uh, I think that's that's uh, a lot of times when you set goals, even when you achieve them, uh, motivational Yeah. the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not that you've achieved your goal. Congratulations for you. It's like, well, oh, I could have done this yep. better because you had this idealized version right. of this in your head. So people, when they buy an EV, they've got this idolized or I- I- idealized. Yes. Not idolized. <laughs> I, I don't know. Big maybe, definitional maybe, difference there. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they do. But yeah. the idealized version of um, what this car should do and how it should behave, and you know, it's all rainbows, sunshine, unicorns, you know. And then there's the nitty gritty of how it actually works. We've seen this happen with people like the, the guy in Canada that bought the F-150. Yeah. He he thought the, the truck should work this way. Right. And it didn't. He right. thought he had room in his electric panel for his charger, and he didn't. Right. I mean, it's it's one of these things that um, the more educated you are yeah. going in, mm-hmm. the better off you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's one of the biggest problems. Um, so while we were on that point, I wanted to to hit that uh know what to expect right realistically what to expect
1: well, it's not just that either and and some people are not built this way i'm very optimistic however i am al- learning
0: <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm learning i always well here i'm cynical uh, so
1: well, and it's in my opinion it's probably a little better to be that way you're less likely to get disappointed, but what i do. Is I always, even though I'm optimistic, I always anticipate the worst because I have this conservative approach about everything that probably stems from accounting and finance. Yeah. If you overestimate how bad something's going to be, it's not going to be that bad. And then it's a plus, right? Right. But if you get in your car and it's 10 degrees outside and you say, I've got 30 miles and I only got 10 to get home. And then you forget about it, and you get in your car, and then it won't start. You've grossly underestimated the impact of the cold, and you've put yourself in a situation where you're going to start blaming other things than yourself, which happens all the time. And I'm not saying that it's not perfect, but we knew all these things going in. Right, the the, the batteries were not going to charge when it's super cold. It's cut in half capacity wise. Maybe as far as you know, distance you travel, like these are things. This is not. This shouldn't have been huge surprise. Right, right. But but obviously, people that are writing articles that are using it
0: are are going to jump the chance. And and here's the thing: they're they're not reporting; they're editorializing. Right, and uh, what 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 I'm 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 going to get back to this article here, but but. You know, just what you said, you're you're exactly right. Uh the more you know, the more you can um temper that, you know. Yep. You you could get out of bed, trip over the dog, fall, hit yourself or hit your head on the dresser mm-hmm. and kill yourself. That's right. You know. Worst case scenario. That that's that's right? the worst
1: case, but it is possible. It's possible. It is possible. It's Worst case
0: scenario. Right. So I got up this morning, I stubbed my toe. Yeah. So it's a, win. Yeah, it's a win it's yeah. a win it's right. a win so it's all how you frame things yep but um, I
1: have I have and we'll hit this later. I have something that I did read that not a lot of people would have known that could cause a lot of problems okay so we need to hit that at some point too all right all right
0: um, keep that in mind all right so let's let's get back to this article um, and this this absolutely drives me crazy. So let's, uh, again, 60% unlikely to buy electric cars as they strain drivers in, in winter freeze. Um, okay, so this, this is a poll, Rasmussen report. Um, find 65% of Americans said they are not likely to consider buying an EV when purchasing their next car, including 37% who they are not likely at all to buy an EV. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got a third that uh, you, you can give me one right and then the others is like eh seeing all these problems not gonna buy one all right so that leaves a third that's on board now here is the 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 secret in the sauce yeah um 52 percent of those making at least two hundred thousand dollars said they are likely to purchase an ev as their next car including 33% who said they are very likely to do so. Mm -hmm. It goes on. Meanwhile, more than 7 in 10 working in lower class middle Americans, making $30,000 to $50,000 a year, said they are not considering buying an EV, including 46% who are not at all likely to buy an EV. They are using the weather and what is going on to say, oh, you don't want an EV mm-hmm. because their performance goes down in the cold. Right. And to support that, here's 67% of everybody else that went and buy an EV mm-hmm. supposedly because their performance still goes down in the cold. But then you come and you read the article and it's based on economics. Right. And yeah. not, this is completely misleading and people like this need to be drug out and straight <laughs> shot. I mean, seriously.
1: Well, you're right, but uh, again. That, but this
0: this fits their agenda.
1: That's the world that we live in now, unfortunately.
0: And and um, you know this this is a Breitbart article, so is it? Yeah, yeah. So it it's definitely conservative leaning, but this goes into the echo chamber. Mm. So now, every gun-toting, red-blooded, yeah. you know. But
1: but tell me <laughs> if I'm wrong, and everybody is a sucker for this. The ability to say "I told you so" is like gold to people. Oh yeah, they even me. We love to say "I told you so." Yep. And whenever you get that opportunity, like has come along here, I mean they've come out of the woodwork because this is an opportunity to be like "I told you so." Yep. This isn't going to work.
0: Well, here's uh, here's and again motivational minute (laughs) of the uh, the broadcast here. Ryan Holiday has a a book called Ego is the Enemy. Mm -hmm. And I find that every time that I have screwed up Rolly, it's because I thought I knew better than everybody else. And I was looking for that told-you-so moment. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's true. And I mean...
1: Because I, I can just see. I would be the most likely person in my family to buy an EV. And I would be super positive about it. Even through, okay, like I bought a Ford. All right, well, that, that's a big deal around here in my family because they were all Chevy people. Right. So my dad, of course, within two months, when I pull into his driveway and pull out, he, he texts me or the next time I come over, he's like, I think your oil truck's leaking some oil because yeah. <laughs> I've got some in the driveway here. And I'm like, really? Well, I don't have any in mind. But it, it was just that tempting moment for him to be like, "I told you you shouldn't have bought a Ford." Well, you, you know, bro- you broke his
0: heart. I did, apparently. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: But but that's always that's always going on, and it does come back to what you said, e-
0: ego. Yeah, it's ego. Yeah. Ego screws everything up. Yeah. I'm a I'm a full full believer in that. Um. Anyway, so we we've sort of explained. Um, what what is happening and you know this this article was is, is like i said definitely a hit piece. so can you
1: can you speak about um uh, for instance for one of these like what was going on for them to be at this one location from what I read about. And we know why they were having problems, but I, I wonder <clears throat> how they got in that situation. And were these people that were commuting back from work, were they going to work, were they traveling like tourists? Well, like, does any of them talk about that? I,
0: I think, and I don't know specifics, mm-hmm. but um, if you, if you let that battery pack sit and get cold, um, like I said, that the, 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 the so water in say, the pool freezes. Yeah. So let's
1: say you go to work, and you, you have 100 miles, and you get there, you still got 50, and you only got you know 20 to get back home. Right. And so you let it sit outside, and the temperature, like it did here, just continues to drop during the day. Right.
0: And you come out, and you're like, oh, no. Well— uh, But I can
1: make it to this charging station, and so everybody—
0: Points of the, that. the thing is, if you've got a, a battery management system in your car, which most of them do now, uh used to not be the case, that controls uh, undercharging, overcharging, protect right. the battery, yeah. um, they also have heaters to mm-hmm. warm up the battery. Yeah. Now, these people that got stuck and had problems here, if you travel in that car, that battery is heating up. Right. Okay, so if these people were commuting to and from work, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the situation I see, which I said I don't know all the specifics, but those cars have obviously been setting long enough Mm -hmm. for that battery to get really cold. Yeah. So if they were traveling, you know, even 10 minutes to a charging location, that would give the battery time to warm up. So these people were either driving, getting in their car, getting ready to go to work, and, oh, I need to charge and go and buy a charger and it not working. Or they were just off work. Yeah. Same situation. But
1: the charger's really not working because of the battery. Right, right. It's not that the charger won't work because a certain
0: temperature is hit. And uh, I don't think – I've never heard that of being a problem. Right. Um. But I think these chargers, when you, when you plug in, um, and the battery is, is cold like that. And just that, that frozen solid block of ice, yep. uh, instead of just having the jello in the pool that it has to warm up. So you're plugging in mm-hmm. and all the electricity that is going is going to help warm, warm the battery up, up yep. so then it can start charging. Right. And I, I, I watched a video, uh. I should give credit to the guy. I don't even know what account it is on YouTube. Um, But he did, um, you know, he did this experiment and uh, took 45 minutes Mm -hmm. before his battery would even start accepting charge. Right. In his standard case, that battery would have charged in 45 minutes. And all the people that were there to supercharger that were traveling, that had their battery already warmed up, it didn't it didn't take them, you know, tuck right. them standard amount of time. Right. So. Um, well, you know, it,
1: and all batteries work this way. I experienced it. I left my headphones in the truck overnight mm-hmm. and I got out the next day to go, um, you know, work out and put them on. Yep. It wouldn't come on. Yeah. It took them.
0: Lick, lick, lick your AirPod and stick it in your ear. It, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it came on. It, you know, took like three minutes when I got inside, but. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah, and I mean, you see it with your cell phone. If you've ever mm-hmm. been out in the cold, you know, your cell phone uh does that and if you let it die yeah. like that yep. and it's cold, yep. uh because I've I've left phones in the car overnight and them get cold, it takes a few minutes for them to yep. pick back up before uh so anyway. Um so that I guess that's the lesson learned today is that you've, you've got to have that battery warm if you're expecting it to charge normally. And
1: the car itself will warm that battery as you drive because part of it being efficient deter- is determined by the temperature.
0: Yes. I'm assuming. Yep. And it's, uh, it will warm that battery up. Uh, so um, here is, uh, here's an email I got from the Evolve Kentucky group uh, that they were referencing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Chicago Tesla supercharger station, bitter cold. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. From a, from a neutral point of view, really. Yeah. Uh, They were talking about the, the long waits, uh, because apparently there are people waiting to charge. Well, you can expect that when, you know, a 45 minute charge now takes twice as long or three times as long. You're going to have people getting stacked up. That makes sense, um, and I guess if you sit there and it's cold enough waiting your turn, your battery could very well mm-hmm. get cold to where you now have to warm warm it up. Yep. Um, let's See, I like this. Um, the battery is over a thousand pounds in most EVs, and that's a lot of thermal mass to heat. Yep. If you're uh, starting a uh, or staring at uh, polar vortex temps. <laughs> Um, warming the pack enough to start charging can take a few minutes up to 40 minutes in the worst case okay um, uh, <laughs> they make the point the, the car will start Yeah. <laughs> um, the reduced winter range we talked about that um, drive your cold soaked EV for at least a half an hour before trying to charge it to give it a chance to warm the battery so there you go yeah in the winter if it's going to be cold i wouldn't let it get below 30 percent to yeah. be honest with you i don't think i would let it get below 50 percent right uh i think when i pulled mine in the driveway and and plugged it up and like i said i left it plugged up mm-hmm. um it was uh you know i knew it was going to snow and i knew i didn't want to have to to worry about and hassle with it and i i think i was at 70 percent when i plugged it up right. so i mean it wasn't bad all right here's another tip um unfortunately most tesla owners do not know how their cars work there you go educate yourself yeah unlike all other evs teslas are always using battery power to keep itself warm uh unless the owner turns off the system didn't know that um let's see tesla uh, cars are required to precondition the battery for fast charging um so, suggestions here is turn off the cabin heat when not in the vehicle, park in the garage if possible, use level 2 charging instead of supercharger when the battery capacity is low in cold temperatures. Yeah. So, all right. I think we beat this horse.
1: Well, the one tip, uh, this, so it, it would kind of be twofold for me on that. Um, the big one I saw and answer this question if I run out of battery and some nice person pulls over to help me because they think my cars just broke down and needs a jump start if I connect cables to that battery will that charge the battery no no not at all different system okay so one thing I saw was the Tesla you had to have power to even get access to the battery and if the battery's dead enough, you can't even access the battery, yeah, which is something
0: that that's a big deal, yeah, and you know the the more I think about it um you've really got two things going on um you know if you jump starting, you're looking at a twelve volt battery, yeah, right, right, which you know a battery in a, a internal combustion engine is only there to drive the radio right and to uh I guess, drive the heater, which you're drawing a lot of heat from the engine compartment, and to uh, start the car. Right. Uh, and in an EV, the, the battery is just the whole thing, and it's a high-power system. I mean, it's right. it's high-voltage compared to the 12-volt DC battery that's right. in a car, right. uh, a standard car. So there's no real jump-starting it. Right. Um,
1: that that was confusing me in the point because the, the point that they were making was there's a process <clears throat> that you need to follow if you basically run out of battery charge while yeah. you're driving. And part of it is getting access to the battery, and I don't know why that you would need it if that isn't possible. Um, but well, <laughs> you had to have power to get into the battery because something opens up with power. Uh, I
0: guess the uh, – I, I know there's a little – little flap on the Tesla's to yeah that's uh, what i'm talking about yeah, yeah yeah my mine you know it's like a gas cap you just right pop, pop it open pop it open and you push on it and it pops open yeah um i don't know yeah i mean i'm not familiar enough with the Tesla's list right. To, right and see that
1: okay so i want i want to c- come back to why that i was saying that was twofold i don't think that ev any ev manufacturer is doing a good enough job at educating the public as to the how that thing works. And I think part of it is because we've become accustomed to the phone <clears throat> where you have to figure it out on yourself, and it's not a life-or-death situation. Right. right. You don't get an instruction manual with your phone. I'm sure you get one with Tesla, and nobody's going to read it because we're used to being like, oh, I'll figure it out, or it'll be fine. Right. But in this situation, these people got in the shape to where –
0: they didn't know they didn't know. And, and you know, that's a helpless feeling too.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's like part of the reason why everybody knows what to do with a car, a traditional car is because they've been around so long, right? You right. can call some, I could call somebody right now. I, I texted a guy because I had to refill my radiator because they worked on my car and they didn't get all the air out. And sure enough, it overheated on me. Right. Well, I texted a guy and in about five minutes, I just did it myself. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, check this, do this, and make sure you do that, and it's good to go. Yeah. And then, boom, I fixed it. You can't do that with an EV. Right, right. Who? I mean, I, I, you would be the first person I would call if I had EV trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> got triple A? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the a big problem, too, that they're running into is well, education.
0: And, and I, I, that, that's always an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People people are—and now I'm going wax philosophical—people <laughs> uh, are not—well, let's just put it this way. People are lazy. Yes. People are lazy. And they, it, they would be rather spoon-fed information yeah. than try to figure it out on their yes. own. So you cannot give every piece of, every, uh, of information to everyone and them—I mean, people now— can't sit through an entire reel on no i mean no uh, they can't they oh 30 seconds in they're thumbing up to the next one i mean it's it's like you know they they can't even get far enough through the joke to get the punchline yeah and um so so if if we are and if you're made it this far in the podcast congratulations (laughs) you win um but, I mean, we're 30, 38 minutes into this, right. almost 39, and, you know, we could be given, we could drop the biggest knowledge bomb right now yeah. at this specific moment. We're not going to. <laughs> but we could, yeah. and almost nobody's going to get there. Nope. Because we don't have the attention to do it. Right. So, so, So even if you tell these people hey, this is what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. they're not going to believe it, or they're not going to hear it. They never heard it. And then then they're going to be surprised when it happens. Exactly. And upset. Yes. Well, we told you. Well,
1: and the thing (laughs) is, it's like—
0: should have told me sooner.
1: Do you know how frustrated I get, like, trying to figure something out that I've never experienced, and I have the knowledge literally at my fingertips— yeah. I can type in the question, and something's going to come up that's going to get me closer to the answer. Uh, yes. And I still don't even want to do that. Yeah, I know. I know. Before, you had no
0: options, well, right? My, my, my kids get mad at me because they'll ask me a question. I'm just like, you, yes. got a, you got a computer in your hand. Type in the question. They yeah.
1: know more than me.
0: Yeah, so.
1: <clears throat> but I, I don't know. That... But. that, that There are always some things in this that are going to surprise you because you've just never been through them. And I think that a lot of people underestimated some things in this situation.
0: Well, uh, you know, I I underestimated some things with with my car, but I'm I'm the type of person that I'm just going to try to enjoy the ride. Yeah,
1: you're right. Well, you're learning. Yep, you I know. mean, I don't,
0: I don't drive in the snow now. Right. Guess what? Because I, I tried to get up that hill in yep. the snow one time. I thought the extra weight would. Nope, rear <laughs> wheel drive is rear wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And actually, even if it was front wheel drive, wouldn't make that big of a difference because my battery packs are on the middle, so the, the front's yeah. got no right, <laughs> no weight. It's to not it set up
1: like the tr- a traditional front wheel drive, where right. all the weights in the front.
0: Right. So, so it was, actually, I. Wish it had you know dual motors because at yeah. least I could pull all the way around. And I still don't know that. I mean, my car weighs um, thirty five hundred pounds, I think, give or take. Yeah. And I, I don't know even even with that, I don't know that it would. But anyway, <laughs> I guess we should wrap this up. And uh, guys, I hope you missed us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're back. I don't know. We're we're just sort of infrequent you know we we just sort of do this out of the kindness of our heart um and uh i don't know i think i think i want to start selling merch of some sort because yeah it helped pay for it because for it's, sure this yeah. is not free yeah uh but um uh, but we do i think i hope if nothing else you all realize that we're just trying to to educate people based on on what we know and what we see and the the information being in the utility world Mm-hmm. We we are privy to um, information and a lot of people aren't and we understand how the utility world works to some degree because it's still it's complex. They make it complex so we can understand it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that being said, um, hopefully hopefully it won't be six, eight weeks before yeah. the next right the well, next episode. Yeah,
1: and maybe we don't have to discuss, you know, um, maybe we'll have a lot of positive things to talk about as far as stuff coming out about EVs. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you. A lot of it right now, this is a – Doom and gloom. It is – it's rough on them because – the price point of a lot of them still mm-hmm. are out of reach, you know, for mm-hmm. most people. And then you got the learning curve and then you run into these little hiccups and people lose their minds.
0: And, and, and then, well, people are losing their minds anyway. Have you <laughs> noticed are, that? Yeah. I mean, uh, look around you. Everybody is crazy. Yes. And if everybody's crazy, it means you probably are too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yep. So uh, that being said... Uh, I guess we're going to wrap this episode up and uh, thank you all for continuing to listen, to be patient with us as we, we try to uh, just do our best for you and try to try to get uh, uh, some information out there. Uh, I've, I've heard uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is like you listen here uh, for the don't miss information. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. So there, there you go. Yep. Don't miss information. (laughs) Um, all right guys uh e v diaries stay warm see ya